Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. If you want it done a certain way, just tell me and I'll do it. I'm Justin the online pastor here at Mariner's Church, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast. Now, that was the perspective I had early on in my marriage when it came to housework. I would say, babe, if you want me to do it, just just tell me exactly how you want me to do it, and I'll, and I'll get it done. And I would never take initiative, and by the way, there are immediately like wives out there listening, being like, oh my gosh, like he's one of those. And I, I, and I was one of those, okay? I was one of those. I, it, I was very difficult to take initiative for things. Like I, I wouldn't just be looking around the house thinking of what to do next. Like I did not have a rolling list in my head of things. It was more of a, um, hey, uh, can you do the dishes? I said, yes, I can do the dishes. And then, and then boom, I do the dishes. And I nail it, by the way. I, I love doing dishes. I'm great at dishes. And but then I, you know, kind of go back to do my own thing. I was a, I was a lazy, I was a lazy husband. Okay, there were lazy esque aspects to my husbandry. And actually, you know who I want to give credit to uh, for breaking that from me. Uh, I will give Doug Fields, who is a great friend, a great mentor, um, but also gave me great marriage advice in those middle years. I think he, he wrote a book on this actually. Those first few years of marriage, and he helped knock a lot of those bad habits out. And a lot more attentive now. But uh, you know, as Christians, you know, do we say as Christians, you know, Jesus? Just tell me specifically what you want me to do, and I'll do it. Or do we look at you know Christian conduct, the the things that that are Christ like, and we let those kind of broader ideas, broader themes take impact and intrude into our lives that we're then able to see it lived out in our daily actions, our lives at, at school, at work, at home with friends in your fancy football league, like in all these areas of your life, do you let these, the, the Christian conduct, the ethic, you know, the, the broader ideas of who we're meant to be like, like Jesus, infect and, and live out in our lives. Now, here's the thing. We're talking a little bit about the Sermon on the Mount. And if you read uh, September 25th, which is a so sad. The month of September is coming to an end. This year's going by so fast, but October is just around the corner, and I like the month of October. It's going to be a great one. When when we think of the Sermon on the Mount, which is what we're talking about today, if you read today, the Sermon on the Mount is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It's just like as if Jesus printed off his sermon for you to read. So imagine if you know Eric or Doug or you know SBL, they just printed off their sermon and you could read it. It's like the manuscript of the whole thing. That's what we're reading in Matthew 5 through 7. So it wouldn't take you a long time to sit down and read the whole thing. And Jesus gives this incredible, and this is why I love this passage so much, this sermon so much. Jesus gives this incredible dichotomy often through the sermon. This is what you've heard. This is what's been told to you. But let me tell you this. And he uses that dichotomy to help teach us some of the most important lessons that we can possibly get. And maybe the most important, it's so hard to decide what lessons the most important. I mean, I guess that the gospel in and of itself, you know, the repentance of our sins and saying, hey, I, I can't do this. I believe, God, I need your help because I can't do this on my own. That is probably the most important thing, of course. But when it comes to like lessons that we'd apply to our daily life, you're hard pressed to find a better section of Christian conduct, practical uh, tips, uh, uh, practical strategies for how we should view and handle and deal with the things that we encounter on a regular basis. You know, here's the thing. Sometimes we look for the roadmap. 
the checklist that does not exist. It's a lie. We look for the list of items that if we just did this seven things, then we'd be good to go. And the problem with that is, and I was talking about this with my new believers course just the other week. The problem with that is if you make your faith a list of things to accomplish, what you will find is when you can't complete that list on any given day, you're going to feel like a failure. And you're going to look at the next day with more things to add to your list. And you're going to look at these spiritual things you're adding to your list right next to, you know, brushing your teeth and making the bed and cleaning your house and, you know, paying your car insurance or whatever. And you're going to look at these spiritual things as tasks to be completed instead of a journey to go on. You're going to look at these spiritual things as tasks that have to get done in order for you to kind of get your gold star of Christianity for that day, instead of looking at it like a rhythm that you're in as you're living your regular everyday life. Now, a specific task list of things, you know, read your Bible every day, pray every day, give, you know, once a week, uh, make sure that you're going to church once a week, you know, whatever. Sing song, you know, sing Christian songs as you're driving to work. You make a task list of things, which by the way, those are all good things, but not in task form. Jesus does not talk in terms of explicit rules and tasks and structure. He was actually speaking against that. You know, back then, it'd be so easy. If you wanted a rule, there you'd get one from, from the, the Jewish teachers of that day. You'd get a rule and you'd get five statutes and rules behind that one rule. Like there, there, was, there was always a rule to follow. There was always a structure to put in place. And what Jesus was viewing were people who were in some ways, you know, lacking any kind of regular moral Christian conduct ethic around how they lived their daily lives. And that's why he was speaking to these things. Yes, looking at you know, you know, committing adultery is a bad thing to do. It's on the top 10 things not to do. I do not recommend it. Adultery, you shouldn't do it. But Jesus says, if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Now, do you see the difference of these two? You do see the difference of these two. One is, hey, either I've done that thing or I haven't done that thing. You know, hey, I didn't commit adultery. I didn't do it. I didn't do the, the act. It, it didn't, didn't happen. And, and so I can say, no, I did not do that. And, and so you've, I followed the rule. I followed the letter of the rule. And what Jesus is saying is there's more nuance to this when it comes to our Christian conduct. Because yes, the act of adultery, don't do that. But there's a lot of things that if we're going to be, you know, sketchy people, we're going to have a lot of areas of gray to paint. And, and Jesus speaks to all that and says, you know what? Actually, if you look at a woman lustfully, that, it's like you committed adultery in your heart. We have to flee from that and reject that. He's giving a framework for us. He uses a bunch of different examples to help us parse through and gain a broader, stronger understanding that as we're walking through our daily life, this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That when we encounter the friend who is just being harsh to us, maybe they're not even a friend, actually, it might be an enemy, and they're being harsh to us and they're making our life difficult. Well, well, guess what? When you think negatively about them, when you're you're hating on them, it's like you've committed murder in your heart. Because here's the thing, and I hope you know this by now, that there's a lot of people who are concerned with the outside things of what you do. But what Jesus cares about is the heart. 
He cares not just about the things that you're doing that everyone can see, like these tangible, actionable things. He cares about what's happening in your heart, how, how you are as a, as a, as a person. He, he created you to, to love, to think, to feel, to have these new experiences. And, and he cares about how you are doing in those moments of your life. He cares about the heart. You know, there's, if you remember back in the day, I'm going to go total old school for a second, the story of David when he's there and, you know, and who walks up but Samuel and Samuel tells Jesse to get all his sons out and he gets all these guys out, a really muscular guy and music guy and all these guys. And then, you know, they say, hey, do you have any more sons? He's like, well, I got this one son. He's, you know, hurting the, you know, the flock over there. And he bring over David, who's like the short one, the scrawny one, the youngest one. And, and he's like, oh, this is the guy. This, this is the new king of Israel. And he says the most, one of the most profound things in the Old Testament, that while men look at the outside, God looks at the heart. This passage of scripture, Matthew 5 through 7, is the things that are meant to infect your heart, the way you think, the way you approach situations. This is the basis for all great Christian conduct. And I think if you went and just took some time, just took some time, maybe put it on your checklist. (laughs) No pun intended. That's an anchor to the thing I said before about checklists. But no, no, no. Seriously, make some time in your calendar. Sit down, read it. You can put, you can find it on uh, on an app. Uh, you can listen to it. You can you can sit there. You can listen to the Bible being read to you. You get Morgan Freeman's voice reading to you about you know this stuff from the from the New Testament, Matthew five through seven. Make some time to listen to it, to read the Sermon on the Mount, and ask yourself this simple question: How how can my life look a little different? What can I do differently? In, in light of what I'm reading, as a reaction to what I'm reading, the words of Jesus, what can I do a little differently? Go read the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7. I love you out there, wherever you are, however you're joining us. You're part of Mariner's Church. We love you. See you later. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.